Does anyone really give a damn about the upcoming Olympics in Tokyo? And it might be time to cancel black holes. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope everyone's having a great Tuesday. Well, the Olympics are coming to Japan. So are you excited? Yeah, neither am I. I have been losing interest in the Olympics since the U.S. basketball team added professional players to the rosters and eventually got rid of all college players just for professional players. I liked it when only amateurs competed uh, and because there was, there was some fun to it. Most people of the people competing had to win to get rich. Most worked jobs outside of their training. I remember people like Eddie the Eagle, who did the ski jump uh, in a year when I went to the Olympics in Calgary in 1988. Eddie the Eagle, I can't remember his last name, but he was an actual bricklayer in England, and he ended up dead freaking last in the competition. But people were thrilled that he didn't fall in any of his jumps, which was great, and he finished. And he ended up rich right after because he got all sorts. He became very popular. Then there was the Jamaican bobsled team. Remember those guys? Those guys had no chance. It was fun. It was the first time Jamaica actually even competed in the Winter Olympics. And a lot of people already know the story of those guys because they did that movie called Cool Runnings with John Candy. And most of that movie, apparently, was actually really accurate. So, But that was the fun about the Olympics. And every once in a while, you got excitement out of the Olympics. Like the 1980 Olympics, when the U.S. uh, Winter Olympics, when the U.S. hockey team defeated the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union, who had defeated the United States team just a month earlier by a score of like 10 to nothing. The Soviet Union, who was comprised of nothing but professionals, that team used to come to the United States and play and beat most of the NHL teams. When the U.S. beat the Soviets and eventually won the gold medal, it is still one of the greatest Olympic accomplishments in history. And then there was Mary Lou Retton, little girl, four foot nothing, sitting back and winning the first all-around gold medal in gymnastics. And then the women's team ended up winning the gymnastics, which was like the first time in, I don't know if it ever happened before. But those days are long gone. And now Olympic athletes are rich before they even compete. They don't do anything but train. And you know what? They're little whiny bitches. I'm just so tired of hearing these guys whine and cry. Now we have to enter political correctness. And I'm not going to talk about Megan Rapinoe, but she's an example. I won't watch women's soccer, especially American soccer anymore. They were an embarrassment in the last Women's World Cup. And I used to like women's soccer. But when the United States beat the crap, I think it was out, uh, out of Thailand. They beat the crap out of Thailand, like 12, 13 to nothing. And then those, when they won the World Cup, they started, you know, prancing around like jerk-offs, throwing the flag on the floor so they can take selfies. Uh, They're just an embarrassment. And I'm just not interested in anything like that. 
And we saw it in hockey, too. The United States hockey team was made up of U.S. professional NHL players. They even postponed the season for a while so the NHL players could play. And then when they lost, they started tearing up the locker room. These guys are embarrassing. Embarrassing. And I'm just not interested in the Olympics anymore. So here, here's the problem. Now we've got political correctness and the wokeness that are actually hitting the Olympics. And what are the big ones? Transgenderism. It, the first story here is Chelsea Wolf, who is a trans female BMX bike rider. She, he, I'm going to call him he. I don't respect this human being at all to, to use his prefer, preferred pronoun, so screw him. He's a BMX freestyle biker. Now, I'm not sure if he made the team or he's an alternate on the team, which shows you that either um, BMX is not a real sport or he's just not very good at it. Uh, he said he said he had a goal if he won a gold medal in the Winter Olympics. He tweeted this, quote, My goal is to win the Olympics so I can burn a U.S. flag on the podium. This is what they focus on during a pandemic hurting trans children. Now, and then he attached with that tweet, he attached an article about how the Trump administration had ordered doctors to treat trans people who had the China virus based on their biological sex. Because, you know, doctors probably should be treating you on your biological sex. I don't think this is rocket science. But they also needed the statistics correct so they knew how it affected men and women differently. But I, I don't understand why a trans, even a trans man, would want to be treated like a woman when he's not a woman and he actually has an illness. Makes no sense. Stomach cancer, bladder cancer, all that stuff works differently for a man than it does for a woman. But that's what they want. Biology is not a thing. Remember, the science is rotating. The science keeps changing, even though, honestly... The science isn't changing. Well, he deleted the tweet knowing it was going to haunt him as the Olympics came closer. But like I tell my kids, everything on the Internet is forever, and that tweet came back up. When asked about it, Wolf stated to Fox News, anyone who thinks I don't care about the United States is sorely mistaken. One of the reasons I work so hard to represent the United States in international competition is to show the world that this country has morals and values that's not all of the bad things that we're known for and not all the bad things we're known for i take a stand against fascism because i care about this country and i'm not going to let it all fall into the hands of fascists after so many people have fought and sacrificed to prevent fascism from taking hold abroad as a citizen who wants to be proud of my home country I am sure as hell not going to let it take hold here. Okay, a couple of things there. First off, this is why athletes should just shut the hell up. First off, he doesn't know what fascism is. I bet if he, I bet in Fox News, whoever he interviewed with, the first question, well, define fascism, please. That should have been the first thing he, that he was asked. Because he doesn't know what fascism is. And he sits there, the reason that we're coming is to represent the United States. He just said, just six months ago, he wanted to burn a United States flag. 
I may be way off here, but while the while the national anthem is playing, I may be way off here. That does not show me that you're actually proud of the United States. I don't think he should be representing this country. Well, this wasn't the first thing he has said. He he's he's a piece of work. Uh, last year, Wolf said on Facebook, "quote I would never say." that anyone should explode the head of the president. That would be illegal. Um, actually, he just committed a crime by saying that. But I will say with dynamite. But I will say, quote, with dynamite, end quote. I don't know what that means, but, yeah. Because that's, a that's just a sentence fragment and doesn't actually mean anything. It's not necessarily related to the sentence that came before it. The hell is he talking about? So this guy not only doesn't love the country to the point where during the national anthem he wants to burn the American flag while he's representing America during the national anthem because he won a gold medal because America sent him there. Uh, and by the way, he's a trans woman, which means he's competing in a woman's sport as a man. So And America is okay with that. They're giving him opportunities. That doesn't sound like fascism to me. He tried to do that in, let's say, I don't know, Iran. They'll throw him off a building. But now he wants to also kill Donald Trump. Glad to see this guy's representing the United States. You wonder why I don't like the Olympics? As far as I'm concerned, the United States Olympic Committee needs to pull this guy from the team. He is not a good representation of the United States. But here's another reason, and I actually might watch the Olympics for this story. Chelsea Wolf is not only a trans woman competing. Is not the uh, uh, Chelsea Wolf is not the only trans woman competing. Another trans woman, Laurel Hubbard, who's a man of New Zealand, will be going to the Olympics competing as a woman in the super heavyweight division. Hubbard is 43 years old and competed with the men uh, as little as eight years ago. So he was 35 when he decided to actually transition to a woman. Hubbard notable, notably took silver in the 2017 World Championships, which really ticked off a lot of people and really made people look at women's sports and athletes who were male that decided to be female. Responding to the controversy that he created by actually competing against the women, um, he said, uh, he said, competing against the women, because here's, here's the big argument. This guy was a man for 35 years. Just how much, because he adds some te uh, estrogen to his system, just how much did he actually become a woman in the last eight years? That was the big question. And at that time, at that time, He'd only been taking estrogen for about four years. What actually changed? He, it, this was a problem for him, and he actually was asked about it. And this is what he said. As an athlete, all I can really do is block that out. If I try and take that weight on board, it just makes the lifts harder. All I can really do is just focus on the lift. And science is evolving, and the position of the IOC is evolving, too. What most people probably don't realize is that I actually satisfy the requirement of the 2003 Stockholm Consensus, which were original rules that the IOC agreed upon to allow 
participation of people like myself. So I am not competing under a recent rule change. I am competing under rules which have been in place for 14 years. Now the question is, what standards is he talking about? Well, apparently, if he can keep his testosterone under 10 nanomole, he's able to compete. Of course, that has been done just recently, when he was 35 years old. I'm not sure how this affects his muscle mass or bone density, because technically it doesn't look like it did. He's still huge in height and weight, and he still looks monstrously strong. And that's, and that's what the competition is complaining about. Belgian weightlifter Anna Van Bellehen, uh, I, don't, I hope I pronounce, I doubt I pronounced that correctly, is not happy at all. When she was asked, she gave kind of a long answer about it. She said, quote, first off, I would like to stress that I fully support the transgender community. And what I'm about to say doesn't come from a place of rejection of this athlete's identity. I'm aware that defining a legal frame for transgender participation in sports is very difficult since there is an infinite variety of situations, and that reaching an entirely satisfactory solution from either side of the debate is probably impossible. However, anyone that has trained weightlifting, that has trained weightlifting at a high level, knows this to be true in their bones. This particular situation is unfair to the sport and to the athletes. Now, I, I, I hate this initial deal that, sh that these athletes have to do. This, they have to qualify everything they say when they talk about this. She has to make sure everyone knows that she's not a transphobic. And, and that's what she did in these first two paragraphs. And the left doesn't like things like science, and that's what she's going to bring up. Because she does get angry, and you can tell she's angry about this. this is, she continued here. So why is it still a question whether two decades, from puberty to the age of 35, with a hormonal system of a man also would give an advantage. I understand that for sports authorities, nothing is as simple as following your common sense and that there is a lot of impracticalities when studying such a rare phenomena. But for athletes, the whole thing feels like a bad joke. Life-changing opportunities are missed for some athletes, medals and Olympic qualifications, and we are powerless. Well, she's also, she's absolutely correct here. And there's nothing transphobic in this entire statement, but you can guarantee she was called a transphobe because she doesn't believe that biological men, and it's not science. It, you can't, a biological man cannot become a woman. Things just, not that much actually changes. But the, they, the science continues to evolve, right? That's what, that's what uh, this guy said, Hubbard said. The science is evolving. The science doesn't evolve. You are a man. You'll always be a man. You'll never be able. You'll never have a menstru menstrual period. You will never get pregnant. You, your DNA says you are a man. Just because you decide to put on a pretty dress does not make you a woman. And I really would have wished that uh, Anna, I I'm not going to pronounce her last name because I can't pronounce it, didn't say a couple of little, a couple of more things about this. She didn't get a little more ang angry. What I would have loved to have heard her say is that it's sexist to allow biological women to compete against biological men. But trans bigotry, which this is not, 
is higher on the charts than in uh, uh, higher on the intersectional woke charts than sexism. Sexism is really going downhill. Sexism is almost seen if you're white, you you can't really sexism doesn't really mean anything anymore. So she's not going to get any love from the left. I know that. No, I don't know. In the end, the best women's sports, what this proves, in the end, the best women in sports is a man. That's what this is going to end up proving. Now, I'm going to watch Laurel Hubbard uh, uh, compete because I'm absolutely sure NBC is going to play every second that he's walking around because that's what they do. They see this as a big freaking victory. And I'm sure I'll be able to see him. This is what I hope. I hope he wins. I hope he wins the gold medal. I hope he breaks every female record. And I'm not sure he hasn't already. I mean, he's been competing since 2017. I'm sure he's actually broken a couple of female world records. But I hope he does. Because it's going to be, make, it's going to embarrass the IOC that they allowed a 43-year-old man compete against 25-year-old women who've been competing all their lives, and he kicks the living crap out of all of them. This might, I, I doubt it, but it might open the eyes of some people who are actually against this trans thing that's happening. And I, I agree with her. No one's against trans people. You can do whatever you want, but compete with your own group which in this case is a man. So I hope he wins. I think it'll be excellent. Okay, um, people are still canceling everything. This is a great story in that it really exposes the stupidity of the world. And I wanted to read a little bit of this. It's, it's a really great article uh, because there are, the woke left is really trying to cancel everything, including... Get it? Wait for it, wait for it, the universe. In an article in the City Journal titled Down a Black Hole by Heather McDonald, she talks about how crazy some of this stuff, this woke stuff, has gotten in higher academics. And we're talking colleges and things like that. It's a really great article. So here it is. Let's, let's start it. A physicist at MIT and SUNY, S-U-N-Y, Stony Brook recently announced findings that, total, that the total surface area of two black holes was maintained after t the two entities merged. While this research has, was a welcome confirmation of both Stephen Hawking's work and the theory of general relativity by Einstein, it failed to address a crucial mass matter. What were its racial implications? Now, question for you. Um, when did it become an, a job of an astrophysicist to analyze the racial implication of a black hole? Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. And by the way, I thought when I first read this, when I read this the first time, I thought this was actually going, this article was about canceling black holes. It's not. But there are classes in colleges right now that are trying to do just that. They're trying to take the different areas of the universe, of different disciplines like physics and astrophysics, and sit back and change it to make it racial in every way. 
okay, continuing with this. That is a lacuna. That is a lacuna that an astronomy course at Cornell University aims to prevent. The co course is called Black Holes, Race, and the Cosmos asks the question, is there a connection between the cosmos and the idea of racial blackness? Anyone familiar with academia's racial mono monomania knows the answer. Of course there is. Though conventional wisdom, she puts that in quotes, according to the catalog description of Black Holes, Race, and the Cosmos, holds that the black in black holes has nothing to do with race. Astronomy professor Nicholas Batagalia and comparative literature professor Parisa Vazari, I don't know, know better. Batagalia and Vazari, can't they get these names that are just easy to pronounce, puncture the conventional wisdom, she puts that in quotes, by drawing on theorists such as Emory University English professor Michelle Wright. Wright's book, The Physics of Blackness Beyond the Middle Passage Epistemology, invokes Newton laws, Newton's laws of motion and gravity and theoretical particle physics to subvert racist assumptions about blackness. The Cornell, get this, the Cornell course also studies music by Sun Ra and Outcast to conjure blackness through cosmological things. Remember last week, I made a diary of a day and I was able to make everything I did, every aspect of my day, racist? Here we are again. Now, mind you, one can make anything racist. I truly believe that. You just need to think about it a little, little bit. Now, again, the author of this, MacDonald, who is basically kind of talks about race quite a bit, MacDonald isn't saying this is a good thing. MacDonald's saying this is stupid. So, but you've got Cornell University, which is a very prestigious college, now saying black holes and the universe, the cosmos, is racist. And the other thing I find it amazing is Who's actually running this course? A, co a college English professor. I guess that kind of makes sense because English professors have more imagination, I guess, than astrophysicists. I don't necessarily believe that. But they have a lot of imagination. She's able to change the words to make it look racist. The other thing that trips me out is she actually is using music from Sun Ra and outcast as study aids to help students understand the secrets of the universe outcast hasn't even doesn't even pronounce doesn't even spell the name of their group correctly they spell it with a k and you know yeah we should really take this seriously listen what a black hole is what a black hole is, is that it is basically a, an area in the universe that has so much gravity that it sucks the light that passes by it. And that's why it's black. Black is not a color. Black is the absence of all color. Because color cannot survive the gravitational pull of a black hole. So when we talk about black 
people race, black people technically are not black. They're just either dark brown or brown. If they were truly black in the sense of what a physicist says a black person is, a black is, they would be nothing but shadows walking along the landscape. So this is just absolutely insane thinking that this teacher and Cornell University has actually accepted this as a class. And not only did they accept this as a class, folks, it gets weirder. It actually is can be applied to credit for science. You can actually get science credits for this. Well, this is where McDonald, let me make sure I'm pronouncing her name right. I, I didn't I, I didn't mess up her name. Um blah, 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 blah. yeah, McDonald, this is where the kicker comes in. In 1996, New York University physicist Alan Sokol published a paper transgressing the boundaries towards transformative hurem, hur, hermetics hermeneutics of quantum gravity in one of the high theories holiest of shrines, social text. Sokol, so basically he's taking quantum gravity and he's applying it to society. Sokol's article drew on efforts among comparative literature and American studies professor to deploy scientific concepts toward a postmodern end, showing science to be a mere power play designed to silence, quote, dissident or marginalized communities, end quote, in Sokol's words. Transgressing the boundaries towards a trans formative hermetics of quantum gravity, cited such postmodern giants as Andrew Ross and Luce Igueri on topics like oppositional discourses in post-quantum science and gender encoding in fuel fluid mechanics. The paper itself proposed a new theory of quantum gravity that could serve as the basis for a, quote, postmodern and liberatory science, end quote. Sokol's paper was a hoax. Like the high theory sources it cited, it mauled the underlying science while obscuring scientific literacy with a vast clouds of theory. Yet it was accepted for publication, apparently without raising a scintilla of doubt among the social texts. This is not the first time a scientist has actually done this. Alan Sokol did this as a joke. He did this to see that if he used the right types of language, the social, social sciences in higher academia would actually accept this crap. And they did. They absolutely did. They did this in 2017. There were three professors, and each of them, I don't even know if they have their jobs anymore because they were condemned, did the exact same thing by, making, by trying to mold science and social sciences and they did it for a reason they wanted to show just how stupid the social sciences were Sokol did the same thing he got crap for it too Sokol and the three doctors in 2017 their goal was to make the soft sciences sciences look foolish in 2017 the doctors did this simply because they thought that uh, the political correctness uh, theme which wasn't called woke in 2017, was getting stupid and was beginning to manipulate science. And it is. It is. It's, this has been happening for a really long time. And then you get the scientists that are actually kicking back on this and saying, no, you can't do this. This is dumb. 
So good for good for McDonald. I I good for this gal. It's a very good um it's a very good Heather McDonald. It's a very good article. You should read it. It's very short. Go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and you can actually go to the uh city journal. Um but it really shows us the stupidity of our high academics. You got to remember, it's our high academics that are actually saying that we should make mathematics so that there can be wrong answers. Like one plus one, maybe it is five because of racial equity. I mean, <laughs> this is just dumb. Now we've got, we've got people in Cornell University for science credits saying that the universe is racist. Okay. Uh, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, uh, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and take a look at my links. I hope you guys have a nice Tuesday. I'm going to go see the Padres and the Dodgers tonight in, in San Diego. Yay, yay! This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Yeah.